Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 157. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and Casting No Shade co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode's on common trees that are poisonous to large animals. Our topics for this week are common poisonous trees for large animals, predisposing conditions for tree poisoning, and species at higher risk for tree poisoning. Trees provide shade and shelter from the wind to large animals as well as beneficial mental stimulation visually and by movement barriers. However, during droughts and as a result of storms stripping leaves or breaking limbs, large animals may eat leaves and the bark of trees, some of which are poisonous to large animals. We'll talk about five of these today. Red maple trees are common in Midwestern and Eastern states of the United States. Dried leaves of red maple trees are poisonous for up to a month after they've fallen from a tree. Fresh green leaves are not a problem. Following a windstorm, especially in the fall, large amounts of dry leaves may be able to be consumed. Only one to three pounds of leaves can poison an adult horse. The poisonous agent destroys the horse's red blood cells, causing anemia and brown or red urine. Colts or adult horses that have limited access to hay are at higher risk of poisoning. Signs of poisoning appear within five days of consumption of the dried leaves. There's no specific antidote. Treatment is supportive, including blood transfusions in severe cases. Prevention involves removing horses from areas that might accumulate dry leaves on the ground or removing red maple trees from areas that horses will be contained. Oak trees are found throughout the Midwest and Eastern forests of the United States. Oak poisoning is most common in the spring from young leaves or in the fall from bark or green acorns. Access to these is increased following windstorms and fallen limbs or trees. Cattle, sheep, and occasionally horses are most often affected. Goats are much less susceptible. Oak Poisons affect the digestive system, liver, and kidneys. 
Signs include digestive problems, lack of appetite, and dark urine. The signs may appear within seven days of ingestion. There is no antidote. If less than half of the ingested roughage is oak, the animal may survive. If more than half of their ingested roughage is oak, over two to three days, death will probably result within two weeks of showing signs of poisoning. Prevention of poisoning involves keeping large animals out of pastures with oak trees during spring and fall, especially if storms and fallen trees occur following a drought. Another form of oak poisoning does not involve trees. Chinry oak occurs in the southwestern United States. It's short, less than three feet tall, and easily grazed as an alternative for food for ruminants during drought. It's a common cause for oak poisoning in the southwestern mountain states. Box elder trees, a form of maple tree, occurs throughout the United States. Ingestion of 200 or more seeds are poisonous to horses. Seeds fall in September and October. The signs are referred to as seasonal pasture myopathy and include muscle weakness and tremors. The urine may become dark due to muscle damage. The heart can be affected, leading to rapid or irregular heartbeats. There is no antidote. Prevention involves ridding all horse pastures of box elder trees. Western chokecherry trees cause poisoning in large animals. They grow in mountainous areas of the southwestern United States along streams with alders, poplar, and willow trees. Chokecherry bark and seeds are poisonous to all large animals, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and horses. Chokecherry contains cyanide. Ruminants are the most susceptible because chokecherry bark or seeds break down rapidly in the rumen releasing cyanide. The most common sign of poisoning is sudden death within a few hours after ingestion. Attempted treatment is generally not feasible. No large animals should graze in pastures with choke cherry trees. Black walnut trees grow in the eastern and midwestern United States. They grow in moist, well-drained areas near streams or rivers. If more than 20% of bedding for horses contains shavings from black walnut trees, laminitis and leg swellings can result in 24 hours from the first exposure. Although the poison is present in the bark, nuts, and leaves, and can be ingested, most horses are poisoned by skin exposure to black walnut shavings and bedding. The treatment is to immediately remove the horse from the shavings. Prevention requires close vigilance for walnut shavings and horse bedding. (music) 
If you have comments or are interested in particular animal handling subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Drought and or insufficient roughage predisposes large animals to tree poisonings. Windstorms can increase the risk of tree poisonings. No antidote exists for most tree poisonings. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press and available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. My new spiral-bound handbook, concise textbook of spine animal handling, was recently published and available from all major science book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 150 past podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Evie and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about Bearded Dragons and Salmonellosis. Hey, Abby, why are you frowning? No, next week I'm not talking about myself. Well, yes, I do have a beard, and I am usually dragging around in the morning and again in the evening. But I'm not a lizard.